Hello, and welcome to the Fantasy National Golf Club. This is Nice Shot Pods, featuring Tractor, the Rhino, the Moose, and Paw. Hey guys, welcome to this week's edition of Nice Shot Pods, brought to you by FantasyNational.com. Hit up FantasyNational.com backslash pods, save 20% on your subscription. Uh, big week this week, we'll recap the CJ Cup at the Summit Club. Rory cries at the Ryder Cup and he's back in the winner's circle. And it's too bad Tractor's on PTO again this week because Rory's his guy and he finally won again. He's not rubbing her faces, but we hope we hope our guy Tractor's having fun Hawaii. Well, he's at Capoeira, so is he yeah. back at alcohol jail? I don't know. He's with like the in-laws, right? So Double alcohol jail. <laughs> <laughs> or, or he's just pouring on the alcohol, just surviving. Yeah. And then we should, we've got the Zozo Championship this week where... I don't think this tournament took place last year, so I guess Tiger Woods is your defending champion that will not mm. be defending. Wow. That's yeah. just crazy to think about. Caught a little bit of the golf this weekend. The course looked pretty fun, but it was, you know, gettable. Gettable for sure. I mean, it's like playing in a dome when you're yeah. in that type of deal. Guess, but yeah. it looked like that greens were pure. So it's, I think I saw something today. Justin Thomas had 29 birdies and an eagle and finished tied for 18th. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's got to just be fun for those guys then, right? Yeah. But there's like some risk. Like I, like I said, I didn't catch a ton of it, but was it whole like 12 that drivable par four? Look kind of cool. Or you could kind of take it over the water if you wanted to, to try to drive the green. So it looked like there, you know, fair share of, there were some doubles and whatnot out there. Sure. Well, yeah, I mean, I think every JT day, the guy, yeah. JT Whoever tripled was, his yeah. ninth on, 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 fr- on Thursday. So. Okay. Yeah. It was like everybody who was leading the first three days would shoot like over par the next day. Yeah. But did Bob Shrub shoot 11 under the first day? Yeah. And under or something? Yeah. And then Keith Mitchell was up by five. Yeah. And then he was not even anywhere near the lead after the third round. I think he shot like one over. I think he was 18. Can't going do that. Saturday and then 23 or something was leading. Man, is 18 a – it's got to be damn near a scoring record, isn't it? After – that was after two yeah, after two days. Yeah. You would think. On pace Probably. for 3,600. <laughs> yeah, was that? Those cats can play. But Rory got it done. I mean, you know, Ricky, it was great to see Ricky back in the fray. And I didn't see a ton of it yesterday. It looked like he was, he was got off to a smooth start. And then he like double seven or eight, six, six, five, five, five. I think, right? Yeah. Dude, he knock it out of bounds or wash one. Uh Regardless, double bogey and a par five. That's basically like losing three to the field, three and a half, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Curtains. And I read Rory went back to his old swing coach or something. Well, I mean, you know, I heard his, he was kind of basically saying, I just need to, I just need to accept that I am who I am. I need to go back to being me. Sure. And and kind of just get out of your own head and just but trust he was actually, in what you're doing. Yeah. And, Moose probably has the stats, but he was pretty bad with his approach, if I'm not mistaken. But he was like easily led the field in driving and putting, I think. Yeah. But that's kind of him as MO. If he putts well, yeah. he usually oh, yeah. wins. And he usually For putts sure. well like one or two turns a year, whereas Pirate put. Putter just catches fire. Yep. Are we talking Rory? We're Rory. talking Rory. Yeah. Uh, I guess not Ricky. Yeah, he was like actually 40. horseshit. No, he was actually horseshit on approach. He lost three strokes. Yeah. No, that's, that's what Paul was saying. Oh, yeah. yeah. His driving and putting were top, like number one, I'm pretty sure. But his approach was not. Yeah, he gained six strokes putting and 5.4 off the tee. Yeah. He must have probably chipped in once or twice too because he gained 2.8 around the green. Probably just one chip in or something. I have to look that up. But 
Yeah, I guess uh, Ricky hit 40 million in career earnings, so he's only like the 30th guy to do that in history or something. Oh, really? <laughs> Pretty impressive. Which is crazy yeah, when he's only won years. like five times. Or, I know. <laughs> but he's had some good years, and he's he's performed for sure in majors, you know, top fives, which can be lucrative. So when we talk about his his fall from grace, <laughs> it's don't cry for me, Argentina. I think he's doing okay. And, you know, I mean, maybe that's kind of what he needed to get back. I mean, and he actually played pretty well last year, right? I mean, wasn't he top 10 of the PGA? And, like, he he played – he had some good tournaments. Uh, he was not great. I mean, he fell out of the top 100, I think. Yeah, but then he kind of came back. I mean, relatively speaking, right? He's not a top 10 player in the world, but, I mean, is he a top 50 player? Yeah. We were actually talking about the history. How did he get in the field for this? Like, what is the – so he's, like, outside the top 100, and it's a somewhat limited field. How do, I guess I don't know how they determine the field for, for the CJ Cup. Maybe it's a career earnings thing. He's Maybe. doing anti-Jonathan Bird. Uh, oh, by the way, I, I was watching Golf Channel like the day after we did our pod. Did we do our pod last Tuesday or Monday? I don't even know. Monday oh, just didn't come out until did. Wednesday because we had some technical issues. Gotcha. It all blends together. But um, yeah, I didn't know more cow was a member there. Yeah, so I read that like Tuesday night, I think, or Wednesday yeah. afternoon. So I told Moose, I'm like, we're taking more cows. That's who we took to. So... We yeah. got, I told we were, we not been great. So we got up to, we're right. I think we're 28th out of 56. We got into the middle. Okay. Okay. I would imagine that's right about where we are with Morikawa. And I'm guessing he'll be like 80% on this week. Yeah. Anybody who hasn't taken him is probably going to take this week. Yeah. Not a whole lot of options after that. You guys, no, uh, and Moose and I were talking about that. It's like, it, you know, you got like Morikawa, Morikawa, Shoffley, and then it's kind of Hideki. Peter's yeah. out a little. But like Ricky Fowler, Alex Noren, Siwoo, Eric Van Roy, and Geekin, like they're all over nine. It's kind of- and so it's uh, we're we're off to Japan. Yeah. And it's another no cut event. Correct. It's cool. These guys probably know the course a little bit if they were there. When was it last played here? You were saying like 19? Wasn't it two years ago in Tiger? Yeah. It was the end of 2019. Tiger's last victory. Remember Hideki was kind of charging and Tiger held him off? You're the pole of that. We rely on you. (laughs) Everyone wanted to win because it was in Japan. But yeah. That's the thing this week, too. It's like I'm looking, I was going barrel scraping this week, but like all the 6,000 guys. I don't know who they are. Are like these Japanese tour yeah. players that I'm sure they've can play, and I'm sure yeah, they probably know the course, their home course or something. It's like, <laughs> right. I have no idea who to go with. So I saw. Remember Ryuji Imada? He's in the field. Holy Hannah! Remember, like uh, back in like 2005, he was like I think he won a couple times. I was gonna say, didn't he play at like the 97 NCAA? Yeah, he was on the winning team. Yeah, winning Georgia team. or whatever. Or he played for Georgia. The Hazel NCAA is. I think that might have been 99. Yeah, you're right. Yep. That Luke Donald was the individual. Yep. Yep. It was like Ryuji, Yamada. Um, there's a couple of their tour guys. I picture them. It's in the clubhouse picture. Yeah, yeah it was. I, mean, I was, didn't uh, see Ishikawa. Mm, there, there has to be a couple other big names on that Georgia team. Yeah, no. Ish- oh, oh I, you're I, saying. I, I know Georgia sorry. Tech. I know Kucher was there. I've recanted that story. And and Luke uh, Luke Donald was medalist, right? Yes, he was the individual. Yamada was second. Yeah. I was pulling it up. Yeah, anyway, that's that's fascinating that he's playing. It's there. There's so many guys that like still pop. Like Kevin Stadler still gets into a bunch of tournaments. How's that happening? So, there's exemption, I guess. It must be a local guy or have some DSLs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad somebody got that. Um, yeah, it's kind of a tough one for stats this week. I was looking at the uh, they, you know, we they don't normally have the shot tracker there, so it's kind oh, of, that's right. So you don't have like a lot of the stats, but um. Hitting fairways looks to be important. Hitting greens looks to be also important. <laughs> Making butts also a good thing. So it's uh no, it's actually pretty hard to hit the fairway here though. So like uh 
about 54% driving accuracy here compared to like a tour average of 62%. So sure. Um, what, what course on t- is like Harbor town, the hardest fairways to hit like, and what would, or like just curious what course on tour is historically the hardest to hit. And what is, what's that clock in at like 40%. You should send me these questions. I'm sorry. I just, I, <laughs> I can get you the answers to these, but just not on the fly like that. No, I, I totally get it. I mean, it's just, um, I mean, and, and again, if we're really talking about that kind of math, right. What's that? That's like two less fairways per round. I mean, that's not, come yeah. on. That's not a big deal. It's about how big is your mess. It's true, too. Yeah, and it's a matter of how penal is the rough, too. Right. right. I really don't have that answer right now. Handily, readily available. So drive it long, drive it straight, hit it yeah. close, and make and it make putts. putts. Yeah. So <laughs> if you just play good golf, you're going to you're gonna do well this week. Yeah. So, I mean, and you know what? You're not going to be going home on Saturday. Right. Right. Or Friday night or whatever. So... Which, yeah. you know what, Moose, I'm going to task you with this then. This would be interesting. Uh, and again, it would have been helpful because it's two weeks in a row with a no-cut event. But like, who's historically, I guess, how do I want to phrase it? Like, who who performs, outperforms their standard, like, you know, like in a, in a no-cut event? Like, who's a guy who's... Okay, well, so at fantasynational.com slash pods, we have a no-cut filter. Okay. So... If I'm just looking at the field and I'm just looking at all, well, here, let's go here. I'll go with, first I'll see who's, who's the no cut leader, you know, who the no cut leaders are like the top five, we'll figure out which one of those drop the furthest down once there's a cut involved. So we've got uh, Xander is number one, Seabass number two. So I'm guessing that might be one of the big beneficiaries, Hideki, Lanto Griffin, EVR. Okay. So those are the top five in there. And so let's see how far they drop when we limit this to 36 hole cuts. So I haven't seen any of those guys yet here. So, so Lanto, let's see where he ranks. So he went from 26 to like top five. Who else was in there? Sebastian. Yep. Oh, he went from, yeah, he went from 44th to top three, something like that. Uh, Did I say Hideki was in the top before? I might have said Hideki. I know you said EBR. Oh, yeah, I didn't. I missed him. I just got him. Oh, let me go back there here. Let's see EBR. Oh, yeah. Uh, he was 40. Yeah. So, all those, you know, a lot of those guys there kind of significantly improved. Interesting. Yeah. And you wonder, I don't know if it's because it's the stress or because, you know, they have two more days to play golf and, you know, eventually, you know, like one guy that I think he popped, was it last week or the week before, where Sun King, like he, that guy just seems like to always just, you give him four rounds, he'll throw up something like super low. Right. Right. I don't know why or how accurate that is actually, but it just it's just a name that I always seem to feel like I, you know, yeah. oh yeah, there he is, another 61. Right, right. But, there are all those there are those guys that when they get going, it's just it's gonna be a, a low 60s versus you know steady Eddie who's 67, 68, 69. Yeah, he doesn't suffer from fogel, as my brother would say. Fear of going low. Yes. There's something to it. Perhaps there is. I mean. Don't you think there's something to it? I don't know. I've never really had to deal with it. No, no. no. I mean, I'm just <laughs> saying, like, well, I mean, whatever you, you know, your like personal record is. I mean, the closer you get to it, and and how do you keep going lower? I think we talked about. I know tractors told me in the past that, like, you know, historically, the best golfers, generational players, don't necessarily grow up on country clubs. They don't yeah. grow up on hard golf courses. They grow up on you know easier golf courses where they are very accustomed to making. <laughs> a lot of birdies and eagles and just get used to that mindset of, you know, I got to make birdies. I got to hit it close as opposed to, you know, I can just par it all day. Don't know. 
Yeah, no, I, yeah, I guess. I mean, obviously, I don't have the uh, mental game of a PGA Tour pro. Like, I feel like when I do go low for myself, like, it's all of a sudden, like, like you're not thinking about it, just all of a sudden right. it's there. And then all of a sudden, you probably at the 18th hole, and you're like, oh, fucking play really good. And then you double that one, and it's still your best round ever. Right. Well, I mean, yeah, right. And that does happen. You're right. Yeah. But that's like the best part about this game, too, is, I mean, even if you're a fucking 36 handicapped, you still have the ability to shoot your best round on any time you tee it up and you yeah. could be a fucking 0.03 and like I'll be stumbling around out there and or whatever right like, however you get there and all of a sudden it's like oh my gosh I've got a good one going and you almost and, and even as a terrible golfer you could you know potentially find a zone whatever that means you know maybe you go right. bogey bogey and like whoa yeah <laughs> And made I got a birdie putt holes. today. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's then I got to two. Right. I was playing so good. Uh, yeah. No, there probably is something like that. Paul, huh, what are your thoughts on fear of going low? Does it exist? Is it a real thing? And do you have a drug for it? Fear of going low? Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, think I about it's the... not a fear, but it's just like, I don't know. You get stressed out. Like when you, like, you right. know what I mean? Like you start thinking about your number instead of your shot. Yeah. Like for guys like me, it's like, I don't shoot under par very often at all. It's like, you know, oh, get to a couple under. It's like, okay, how do I kind of hang on? Sure. Rather than think about <laughs> just make bogey here. Don't yeah. make double. I can get a couple birdie looks coming down. Don't three putt. You know, yeah. I mean, yeah. That's why I like Ryan and I were talking about who to bet on for uh, going into Sunday. I'm like, Ricky. I mean, it's obviously wasn't zero, but I'm like, Ricky has no chance because he's right. It's hard to get yourself. We've talked about before on your tournament, like this week, it's hard to tell yourself with a two shot lead. I got to go shoot 66. Probably. I'm the last guy playing. <laughs> I'm in the last group and I've got to, yeah. st- I got to step on the gas. And I think it's in your head. Like, okay, I just got to beat the guy I'm playing against. Well, somebody seven, eight shots back can still catch you pretty quickly. Right. Well, well what was it at uh, the, I don't even know. What's the Kapalua tournament? Alcohol jail tournament. What's that even called? Now? Century. Century. Yeah, century yeah, the century when, was it Gary Woodland? Some Who shot the low one? Xander shot the low one? Like Gary Woodland shot 67 yeah. with a lead and lost? Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like it happens a lot. Yeah, yeah. That's where like, oh, so-and-so couldn't close. It's like, right. Yeah, sorry. I get, shot it, you, I get it if you shoot, yeah. Yeah, you shoot one over, you shoot even, I get it. But you go out and you do your job and shoot five six under and get your doors blown off it's like wow next level stuff well but you know i mean you also know you can't just go out and shoot one under and it doesn't help to double bogey apart right 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 he doesn't if even if he pars that he's not it's a one stroke you know he lost by one stroke and that just changes everything right there too sure so and oh by the way he did not uh probably think it'll be he hit his second shot into like the uh native area Okay. Left had to take an unplayable look like, and then he three putt as well. So compounding errors, yes, which is worse than just one bad swing. Yeah, you know? um, yeah. But it was nice to see him like kind of back in the mix and in the hunt. I enjoyed it. I I would expect more of it. I I think we're just in uh, we're in an era of non dominance, and that's fine. And so I think you're going to see a lot of these guys kind of come back up and then go back down and then come back up and they might have kind of off years. <coughs> There's a handful of guys you probably name off the top of your head who you kind of expected big things out of them in 21 and they didn't really come to the form and they could pop back up in 22. Who knows? But well, I don't think we didn't, I don't think we talked about it here, but just saw like last week they were saying Rory was having breakfast with DJ. Oh yeah. He was like, Oh, are you starting the year at Kapalua? And DJ's like, well, I'm not in. Yeah. He's number two in the world and never won last year. Right, right. 
and it never popped in my head like, oh, what happened to DJ last year? Right. Yeah. I, I knew he was a little bit off and then he'd have a couple of good weeks and you're like, yeah, he's killing it again. Yeah. He won the Masters, I guess, in November, but that didn't count. Oh, it didn't count. Toward, oh, because, yeah, because that probably got him into yeah. the, the December one. I think so. I mean, do you think he's got a chance? I bet she's got a chance to still make it in. Well, no, it's based on if you win now, it's for next year. Yeah, we're in the 22 season. Oh, really? It doesn't. It, okay. I thought that you still just kind of. No. Got to punch a ticket to Hawaii this year. Nope. I'm pretty sure it's. I'd be like Once the tour championship's over, that's the end of qualifying for uh, I gotcha. For sure. that, that would make sense, I guess. <sighs> be more exciting if you could play your way. I mean, wouldn't you rather, like, if you won now, wouldn't you rather go play there next month as opposed to a year from now or who knows where your game's at? But I mean, it's in three I mean, or four yeah. months anyway. So, yeah, that's true. Who knows what your game's. Right. I mean, I know what my game does from October <laughs> to January. I don't know what my game does from fucking Monday to Wednesday. So it really doesn't matter. Um, yeah. Speaking of, uh, I got I got a couple of those guys on my 43K. The resurgence factor is in play. Have you guys built crazy. your lineups yet? Yeah, it's crazy with no cut, though, like the points that are available, like on a low scoring deal like last week. Yeah. yeah. How did everybody think? think? How did we do? I won. Yeah, and, and I think and you I won, won by like 100 points, right? I had 607 points. Uh, Any, like, high finishes? Tractor at 554, Rhino 541, who was 5'5". Yeah, so, uh, I picked, the three of us were, like, uh, right there together, and then... So, my... Yeah, I had Wise. Aaron Wise was my low 85. Okay, yeah. Vegas. But even, like, Leachman was, like, T38, but he had 100 points, and Vegas had 109, so... Yeah. Well, well Leachman had a killer Sunday, I think, right? 60. Okay. But... Yeah, so Wise was kind of the, the guy that carried the squad. But I can fire this week's off if we want to. Yeah, yeah, go for it. If we want to get into it. So I'm sure. going with the strategy that I used against Rhino for, was it the BMW, the last one, with no cut? Uh, you yeah, yeah and you, you, you went Rom. So, no, yeah. I had the lead. Yeah, so oh. I was, and I went Rom and Barrel Scrape just to, and Rob didn't even, I think he was like T9 or something. It wasn't like he was that. It, w- it was more like, a, I think a couple of your scrapers were pretty decent. And I, yeah. I had a, I had a blend of trash. Right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we're barrel scraping big time and spending up with them. So, uh, 6,200, just because he was good to me last year, he's been kind of sucking lately. And I usually take him because he makes cuts and there is no cut this week. Like I said, he was good to me. So Kyle Stanley, 60. <laughs> I saw him. Yeah. Uh, 6,300. I have James Hahn. I don't know. He's he wins. It seems like every few years, so he's capable. Uh, Sixty three hundred. He's actually been playing okay. Like a couple finishes around thirtieth in Vegas. So uh, Sung Kang, sixty five hundred. Chan Kim. Mm. No, I've heard of him before. I don't know what. Don't know a story. I can't remember his story. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'll fill yeah, you in. Then sixty five hundred. I have Matthew Neesmith. I feel like he gets taken on here quite a bit. But he's fourteenth at Shriners, so decent form coming in. And then I'm going all the way up to Morikawa. Ooh, nice. nice. Oh, at eleven thousand two hundred with oh. seven thousand spare. So I don't know. I just feel like he has a very good chance of winning with this field. So I feel like if I get the winner, it doesn't really matter what he else does. That's probably true. So I mean, they're going to play four rounds regardless. Yeah, you got you. Well, that would lead way. Uh, that's an interesting segue. I'll go next because I did like very little research on it, but I had a nice blend because I, I wanted to kind of go up, but exactly to your point, like the lower end guys I had never really heard of or didn't know enough about. So uh, I could, I couldn't quite do it. So I just had a, a nice blend of a lot of 7,000 to 7,500 guys. 
Uh, all, Snides, I also got the same. I got I got Sun Kang. I, it's sixty three hundred. I don't know why he's so inexpensive in relation to a lot of these other guys, but that's not for me to uh, to really worry about. So Sun Kang at sixty three. Then I'm bumping all the way up to seven thousand. I got Dougie Gim, who's been good to us. I didn't do any really research here. We're we're just like this is the exhibition season of this. Correct? We're not really. Yeah. Yes. Yes. There's yeah, no- so. Yeah, so I'm not going to worry we about it. We can't pick teams with Tracker on vacation. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in no particular order, Hoagie. Because, <laughs> again, he's always been good to us. Then uh, Henrik Norlander, I feel like he was he was clutch like two years ago. And then he he had a downfall, and then he's you know made three or three cuts with the top ten. So I'm going to go back to, to Henrik. Then I got the, the handsome Harry Higgs at 75, and then I'm – <laughs> spending all the way up to how's Bob Streb playing at 77. So Bob Streb's your top guy. Yeah. Yeah. So I've got, so yeah. Uh, otherwise five of my six guys are all between seven and 77. So that's kind of, that's that I couldn't find a way to get up high. So I'm going to go blend Paul. You're going more Kawa. We'll see how that pans out. Yeah, like for me, I just saw like the guys, like even in like the seven and the eight thousands, were just like just as shitty as the guys in the six thousands. So, hey, hey, wait, hang on a second. This is sad. Didn't Sun Kang win the bronze? No. Or, who won the bronze? Wasn't it like? Was it somebody from uh, uh, CT Pan? He won the. Yeah, it was, was seventeen. It was CT Pan. That's it. Okay, yeah, because it's Chinese Taipei, I think. And then yeah, and then Sabatini went insane and for silver. Anyway, okay, but Bob's trap. So we have we have the trifecta on uh, Sun King this week. I went there as well. Hard not to. I mean, he's a name we know. He's made four or four cuts. He's, we've already established we think that in a no-cut event, he's going to shoot at 61 at some point. Yeah. Um, hasn't exactly been late in the world on fire, but yeah. So Chan Kim. So Chan Kim was 11th at the Open Championship the year that Spieth won it. Where was that at? That was Carnoustie? No. Burkdale? Burkdale. Spieth won Burkdale. Yeah. Okay. So... Um, he's had mediocre success here in the past, but, um, so one of my resurgent names is Jimmy Walker at 6,600. He was 11th at 3M here in Minnesota. He was 24th at the Shriners, 6,600. I'll take it. Um, 6,800 has not been playing particularly great, but he hits a whole lot of fairways. And we said that that was kind of important here or seems to be important. So I'm going Doc Redman. I don't know if he's he he was 56 at the Sanderson Farms thing, and he has missed a lot. Of his at least four of his other five cuts there. The Sanderson Farms thing, yeah, Sanderson's Farms thing. I like that'd be a good name for a tournament. It would be. You know what I was thinking? Sorry, this is kind of. A, I'll get through. I love how like I get through half of my thing. It's like, oh, here's a. Well, I got to ask questions, right? I mean, yeah. Yes, yeah. you do. But like then it got me. Th- and actually, you know, he was pretty good at outside of his little. He was doing good, and then June happened. Well, he was second at the Palmetto in June, but then July happened. Miscut, miscut, miscut. So this is uh, still Redmond we're talking about. But the guy is definitely capable of playing good golf. We know that. But I was thinking, like, you know how, like, every year the Masters runs around and the cancel culture kind of comes around and it's like, oh, you can't call it the Masters anymore because it's all about slavery. It's like somebody needs to talk to the European tour because like every fucking event over there is the Masters. Like, what was it? The Andalucia fucking Masters last week? Like, what the hell? I don't know. Rant. But they have a lot of Masters over in Europe. Well, we should talk about Valderrama, but finish your 43K. Okay. So we were at uh, Redmond. 
Roger Sloan took him. Um, I feel like he's oh yeah, he was second at Wyndham and uh and 14 at the Sanderson's farm thing. So I uh, missed the cut of the Shriners and then sticking with Ricky this week after mm. his T3. Um how expensive was he? 9800 Okay. I could have gone up to I maybe could have gotten uh Matsuyama in there, okay. but um Ricky tends to like have good back-to-back events. You know, he, he definitely gets he gets on hot streaks, you know, like so in 2019, he, a ninth, fifth, tenth, you know, uh lots of ninth, fourths, you know, you know, lots of consecutive top tens and then sure. like kind of not. So I'm gonna hopefully try to ride that. And actually just uh even in May and June this year, he was eighth at the PGA championship and eleventh at Memorial, you know, two weeks yeah. later. So I feel I feel like Ricky is a, a great no-cut event guy too, just because his uh his love of triple bogey, you know. I mean, that's what kind yes. of keeps him from playing the weekend. And so for here, who really who really cares? And yeah, he could blow the doors off it. I like it. I like I like I, I like your guys' strategy more than what I did, the blend, but we'll see. So yeah, we shall. What were we gonna get at after we finished my lineup? I forgot about. Well, oh, I just wanted to put it on on the bulletin or on oh, our yes, radar yes, yes, for yes, talking yes. Valderrama. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Did anybody watch it? I, I watched a little bit on Saturday, but I, I've always had a love affair with Valderrama. I think it's a fantastic tournament golf course. It'd be fun to play. It'd be really hard to call it your home course. And why do um, you say that? It's so penal off the tee. Like it's so it's a chess tournament really um it, it's so rare to see guys shoot 63 out there it's it's you can hit fairways and be blocked out all day long uh there's eagles out there there's it, it just bogey after bogey after bogey i'm trying to think somebody uh i mean john rom i think was like 11 over wow it, it, like number one player in the world and in his home country and you know you just it, you got to, it's just such strategy you just can't short side yourself you got to put the ball in position off the tee on the greens and I mean, of course, it's just pure. The greens look unbelievable, and yeah, it's just—I think it's just such a fantastic tournament golf course because it it plays harder than a U.S. Open without having like you know six inch rough, just because it's it's all lines and angles and put yourself in the right position, hit it to forty feet versus going after flags, kind of. I mean, it's just it's a it's a cool test, and so of course, a guy like Matthew Fitzpatrick is going to win. I think he shot six under. Oh, yeah, I didn't like seeing that bit, like the scores. I was watching that, yeah. But that's what it always is. And, and, it, and it blew a little bit from what I could see. It's not like it was overly firm, overly fast, overly anything. It's just, you know, it's, it's just tough. Yeah, it's just, it's a hard golf course. And I think they put in some new tees. So, like, I mean, there's plenty of, like, 390-yard holes that are, you know, these guys are probably hitting, I don't know, three-wood pitching wedge into. It's gettable for sure, but it's just, it's just not that gettable. I don't. I'd be surprised if guys put together bogey-free rounds out there. Like, is there is this one of their bigger purses, and that's why it's like the Andalucia? Is it is it really the Andalucia Masters, or what do they call it? I, I think it's had like seven different sponsors since they like. Start. I know Sergio plays it really well. Shocking, right? I mean, I think Sergio's won there like three times. So, but I guess my question, my question is, is like, I feel like courses in this, like the tour, doesn't like the players just wouldn't show up. They don't like going to a place where they're going to shoot where six under is the winning score. Right. Well, they had the Spanish Open the week before, so you get kind of the double dip in Spain, and they don't do that a lot on the European Tour. Okay. Where you're in the same country more than like a week, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I think the fields have been pretty decent the last couple of weeks over there, but I don't. Know, I just I, I guess it's just my praise to a golf course that isn't a million miles long, 
it does it, it makes it hard in a different kind of way. And it's just kind of it's it's just interesting to see. And it is beautiful. And I don't know. I, I just think it's one of the great tournament golf courses in the world. Doesn't necessarily mean it would be fun for all of us to play, but <laughs> kind of cool to see. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And the so, and like the cor- the cork trees are like incredibly unique and different and all that. I'm trying to think, and I don't have this like pulled up here. So this is a question that I should know the answer to fairly readily. But like, what do you think? What what's the hardest non like major? Like what's typically the lowest? Oh, is it Copperhead or what is it? Uh, where it's like, like what's kind of the one that's like going to be a single digit? I feel like farmers can get pretty tough. Yeah, um, yeah. I think Innisbrook and, and what we, some years can be. Yeah, yeah. It, again, it's very weather dependent. I think, but what was that one, Paul? Riviera Rev. some years. Oh yeah. Even uh, Bay Hill some years when it, when it gets yeah. baked. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And that's that's what it seems like in America. Like our our tournaments are usually going to be kind of like the scoring is going to be mandated on wind and, and firmness actually it was uh remember at olympia last year is that the like day? a couple under when it was the bmw and it got it super like, windy one of those days yeah it was super firm yeah like 75 was a good round kind of a thing right I was trying to that's back i think that's always fun yeah but that was like the but that's playoffs right yeah, and and yeah. I think the next week, wherever it was, it was like twenty under one. You know, it goes back to normal. Yeah, I like them both. I, I like seeing. I like I like having birdies available at the end. You know, of the round, but I also like the low or the high scoring stuff. Like optimal world for me is where yeah, you're shoot. You know, the winning scores that that single digit number, but you've got three birdie holes in the closing five or something like that. Sure. Like an ideal world. So basically, like a PGA Championship before a not soft pga championship yeah yeah we're like yeah like i like it where somewhere between eight and ten and there's birdies but there's bogeys and but but there's also like a chance to make something happen down the stretch as opposed to like well now you just need to hold on for dear life because it's closing so if you're if you're back by two strokes it's pretty much done i mean that's kind of why the players championship's fun and i i feel like when was the last like really dramatic players championship I, I just think uh, back was to it like, the Ricky like the most memorable one I can think of is the the Ricky Ricky uh, Fowler finish right yeah right I mean and, and, and so that's why it's kind of fun that you you're talking about like have a chance coming down the stretch if you have a lead there playing the last three you're probably thinking get 16 and just clinch your butt cheeks on 17 and 18 and try and make par play those one under yeah. and I mean there's disaster everywhere no doubt but if you're chasing you can definitely go play them three under. Or I think Ricky played him. Did Ricky play him four under? Oh, uh, yeah. He is a super. Yeah. Ready. He eagled 16 and birdied 17 and 18. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, that's that's why Augusta's a pretty fun tournament. Oh, hell. <laughs> oh, that's, you know, that's exactly <laughs> like, it. I mean, the back nine is. Yeah. And it'll only be like more normal, I think, soon enough. And like, yeah, I guess 18, 18 is like. I, you know, you can make birdie on eight. Absolutely. Yeah. On Sunday, for sure. Yeah. With that big, I feel like, uh, I feel like. Paul, you've been there. Saturday pin is way hard. Sunday pin, isn't it? Where? At Augusta. Augusta. On what hole? 18. 18. Yeah, the way- back, the back yeah. pin, back right or whatever is way harder than. Yeah. Kind of, it's not really a hole, but yeah. Yeah. But you it feeds down to like 15 yeah. feet. Yeah. And then you got to make the Adam Scott putt or the Phil Mickelson putt. Sad we don't have a November Masters. Actually, the, you know what? The November Masters wasn't even all that great, I didn't think. What did you guys say? I, th- I remember. Did D- I having- mean, didn't DJ just crush it? Yeah. And then like Cam Smith shot in the 60s all four days. I mean, like, yeah, the guys went super low. 
There was just no uh, fire in the course either. Though. Right. Like, yeah. It was just cake. And yeah, it, it felt like a tour stop. It was great because it's Augusta. But yeah, by no means would I put an asterisk on it on DJ's. No, like, no. It just it just wasn't a it wasn't a, an April master. So the PGA and the US Open were six under. Other than that, this year, there was not a tournament that I can see that was one with single digit par. Really? I'm just scrolling it. Uh, Rory won Wells Fargo at 10 on. Oh, yeah. When that one's at that's, uh, that's, Quail Hollow. At Quail Hollow. Yeah. yeah. No, that's, that's tough. That is actually a crazy stat. I'm just scrolling. Yeah. Because yeah, Bryson was 600 wind foot, which was technically, yeah, that was in September. Yeah. Two tournaments were one with single digits. That's it. Both crazy. Years. I mean, usually there's one or two tournaments where, you know, wind blows or something. Or And then Phil was six at Kiwa. Yeah. What did he and shoot? Rob was, the- and Rom was six at Tory in the U.S. Open. Sure. And that's understandable. That place is always tough. That I mean, that, that course, they can – that's such a big ballpark. Yeah. Oh, wait. Eric Van Rooyen was 50 over par at the Barracuda. <laughs> it's plus, plus 50, but it's the state. Yeah, for- I know. I know. I know. <laughs> and Joel, Damon, Joel Damon, 12 under at the Punta Cana. Actually, actually this one, this one sometimes like 500 can win. It was where we were at the Honda, Mm -hmm. but Matt Jones was 12 this year. Cause that one too, if the wind picks up, that's just carnage on those last, you know, four holes. Yeah. Just keep the ball in play. Give yourself like a, I feel like there's years that Honda, like four or 500 wins sometimes. Yeah. 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 You get those wrong wins. It's windy every day, blowing 25. No, thank you. And thank you, Paul, for reminding me that the U S open this year was at Torrey. I forgot quick. Better I'm U.S. Try, Open than you, Wingfoot or Tory? I say I say Wingfoot. I, wing yeah. I like just seeing yeah. Tory every time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I know Tory's not sexy on TV. I again, I think it's a pretty good test of golf. It's just it's just not fun to watch. It's not. I mean, yeah. you get a lot of cutaway shots of the ocean, but it just doesn't doesn't do it for me. I'm looking forward to the U.S. Open this year. It's kind of going old school at the Country Club, which is not yeah. that long well, anymore. But the, I think the greens are pretty darn tiny. So that's going to be more of a Marianne vibe? Marianne I think vibe? so, yeah. That'll be cool. I think the British is back at, or sorry, oh, the Open Championship is back that's at the That's at St. Andrews, course. right? Yeah. Because is this, is this yeah. like a big anniversary for them? or? Uh, it must be. Usually they try to. Because they usually try and do it in the O's and 5's, so it must be. Yeah, and I can't. Where's the PGA? It's someplace. Well, I would hope so. No, like of course it's been at. Oh, it's Southern Hills. Ah, another Gill redesign that Paul did not like. Because was it the Senior Open? Was yeah, it? Was, it just didn't look. Look a little funky because we haven't uh, seen that since the year Tiger one just hit a bunch of irons and it was like 120 degrees. Yeah, so it's the 150 in this year. There we go. Okay, okay. So Southern Hills, Augusta, the Open, or sorry, the the old course, course and Brookline. Yeah, so or like the country. Do you call it the Country Club or the Country Club at Brookline or the Country Club? Thing. Yeah, the, and, the, I, and, so, and and we haven't seen that since '99 Ryder Cup. So. Right, and the guys I know that have played it say it's like the most unassuming place ever. Sure. Like it is, uh, I don't know, trying to put it on par with like a wood hill or something. Very just, meh, show up, throw your shit in your locker and away you go. It's not. It's not like hoity-toity or. No, no. I I mean, I'm sure it's, well, I don't think they let Tom Brady. So it's. (laughs) Oh, okay. So it is. It's hoity-toity in its own way. It's 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 like golf. golf You're saying it's just not special or it's. No, I just, I don't think it's like really like grandiose and ostentatious and like amazing country club vibes. I think it's just, it's a golfer's golf club. Okay. I could be totally wrong in that, but I mean, even I think Nard, when he went out there and played it, he was just like, yeah, it's kind of bizarre. You just show up and you go play golf. Away you go. You go play golf. Exactly. And I'm sure it was, I don't know. Like I, I haven't been blessed enough to play like a lot of courses like that. And, and you just show up like what? 
it wouldn't suck if you show up and it's like punch screens or like it just it just totally or it's just shitty. Like oh, the yeah. golf course just is like no good. You're like, oh my god, I've been waiting my whole life to play this golf course. And it's such an incredible letdown. I can't think of it. They just drive jacked well, in. So I was gonna uh, say well, snides at Lahinch, maybe that would be like drive into the Lahinch parking lot and the fucking like um, aeration machine, aeration like machine is getting is punching the 18th machine. green as we're getting out of the van. I'm like, well, these will be awesome. Oh no. And they were, it was, and then, like, we weren't even out of the van. Like the slim fucking Gomez lack, like the guy who planned our trip. Like I'm sure he calls every course. Like, are you punching by chance? Like, yeah. And I made everything that day. Actually, I was gonna say you smoked me. It was it was fun. It was awesome golf course. I mean, yeah, yeah. It was what I'm it was. just trying to think. Of, I yeah. I don't Moose. You have any kind of experience of like playing a golf course that you've always wanted to play, and it was such a letdown. Yeah. Whether it just was in terrible shape or it just didn't really. It wasn't do, what you thought it would be. Or um, how do courses get away with that? Like you know, like a Pebble Beach or something. Right. I think they'd have to punch at some point or do something. Like, and I mean, do they give people a warning or no? Well, I, I, mean, mean, I, bet I, you, I bet you Pebble Beach could probably do it in like uh, you know, or not August, but, but I mean, they're like busy January, year December, January, December though. Like but they're still it's I all was, year. It's three hundred sixty-five days. Yeah. People are playing at Christmas. Anyway, sorry to interrupt the question. Yeah. Well, yeah. No, so, no that, that that's we're all on the same wavelength. It's just like I, because all these golf courses still go through routine maintenance. They still have down times of so the year. Here, here's the one thing I think about. So like, is like I, I think if it's a good course, even if the greens are punched, you can really appreciate the shot value of the approach. Oh yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So you're still gonna yeah. enjoy it, especially if it's like. If it's pebble, they don't punch the views. You know what I mean? You still got yep. the good views. Um, you know, you still get to play. It's, and it's not like Pebble Green, Pebble Beach's greens are the fucking thing to write home about anyways. I mean, they're Poa, they're tiny, they're slow, you know. Um, not slow, but not. Not normal speed, though. It's like, you know, like to me, like when I bring people out to Hazeltine, I get a lot more upset about like when the greens aren't good because like that's what makes, I mean, we have great shot value too, but like that's what makes Hazeltine. When the greens are firm and spicy, it's like this sure. is what makes this course difficult. You miss a green by a couple yards, you're, you know, dead, hanging on for dear life to like keep your pitch shot on me, basically. Yeah, exactly. So, like, it, I guess it also kind of depends on the course, but, um, yeah, I mean, that would be the only thing I can think of. I, I played when I played, uh, when I played, uh, Chambers Bay, I thought that I got there and I got fucked on the greens. It per- turned out that that was just their green. So, settle down, Dustin Johnson. <laughs> I know. But no, it was like I looked at it. I was like, "This is like this is gonna host the U.S. Open." Okay. And uh, when are they going back there? By the way, are they going back there? I thought they were going back there for something. Perhaps a PGA. I would love it. Am I am I way wrong in that? I got. I thought that they were going back in like twenty eight or something. Checking it out on Wikipedia here. We've only got hosted. Yeah. Okay. Well, wrong there. The U.S. Women's Amateur in twenty twenty two. There's a whole tab devoted to criticism (laughs) (laughs) on their on their website. Yeah, in 2017, the fine fescue greens were allowed to transition. Mo- I mean, moose. Oh, in the weeks leading up to the 2015 U.S. Open, warm and dry weather forced extra watering of the greens, which allowed the invasive. <laughs> At least they didn't turn gray. Oh, boy. Nine-time major champion Gary Player called it the worst golf course I might have ever seen in the 63 years as a professional golf. Who said that? Gary. Gary. Former U.S. Open champion at Hazeltine. Oh, wait. <laughs> was actually Tony. Actually, Rhino, I just thought of an example. Not like I was disappointed in like how the course was, but more disappointed in like how 
awesome this place probably was and that it's not going to be that way was when we went to Sutton Bay the Sutton first Bay. time. Yeah. Yep. Because yep. there was like two or three holes that were basically fully done where they had to like shift and put a new like green in somewhere. Yeah. And our caddy or fern was like, hey, this is where this green used to be. It was and amazing. Like, oh my God. That would have been in there's a couple. Yeah. So the, the original course was basically built on like this side of the hill basically. And it was like sliding into the river, literally. So these holes were like falling apart. Eroding, yeah. And we had to play, I think it was the last year before they shut it down and went, they built a newer course kind of on top of the hill where it was flatter. We built the wrong golf holes. <laughs> yeah. So it's, yeah. It's, yeah. I, I vibe with you. And you know, I kind of to Moose's point, the shot value is still there, like in terms of La Hinch. Yeah. Like La Hinch was still awesome, spectacular, it, even when you're putting over a freaking yeah. whatever you'd call that. Yeah, the Sutton, new Sutton's not what the old one. Now, as I guess, yeah, then going to play the new courses. Okay, even like the old one falling apart was right. <laughs> well said, yeah. Not that the new one's bad. It wasn't anything. It's, yeah. How far well, is like, it from here? Do I don't you, even remember. Do like you, six hours did you have a view of the river the entire time on the on the original? No. 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 I mean, you can. I mean, it, it's massive. It's not. It's the biggest river I've ever seen. Well, right. It's, yeah, it's more of a, it's a bay. I mean, yeah. It's Sutton Bay. Or okay, a view of the bay then, whatever. Like I mean that's that's what's awesome about chambers is that like the entire time you're like in a bowl and you've got you know what I mean you can always see the water, it's always just works. I, I thought I thought it was super fun to be great, but it didn't yeah. matter. It's still super fun. Yeah. Like um tractor would love it because there's tons of uh room for creativity. Exactly. Just ripping around <laughs> the back. Yeah. I mean, you guys remember like the well, the, the black like, course uh, could be the, the one that the disappointment. I don't know if it's oh, I, here's the of... deal. I, I was talking to somebody about it the other day, like a month ago, maybe. And uh, I, I just thought I thought the red and blue course were so fantastic. They were a lot of fun. And I'd love to play them like one tee back, not all the way back, but one tee back from what we played. And like, you know, I, th- I think those would be spectacular. The black is just kind of meh. And <laughs> maybe, maybe if you if you switch things around or have a different caddy or different situation, it's. Yeah, actually, um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go full bopper on this. Uh, 16 and 17 at Cabot. Oh God, was a dis. I think a disappointment because it's like 16 because of the conditions. It's, it's, the it's still not. To, it's still yeah, but it's not a great hole by any means. It's, all it's, the pictures you see going into like 16 and 17 on the cliff, and they're probably the worst two holes. 17 is pretty dumb. 16. I, I I liked I liked 17 more than 16. Like. Oh really? Since sixteen, it was more. It was no matter what the condition. It wasn't even the condition. It was like a blind shot. That ridge was just so aggressive for such a yeah. tiny, like yeah. figure eight green. Yeah, like, you didn't right. need it. You we don't need this yeah. bow tie green like with back, this. You need more of like a backstop. Yes. Yeah. I mean the the t shot, and you're almost hitting uphill too. Yeah. So you're gonna. I mean, most amateur golfers are gonna impart way less spin going uphill. Yeah, I feel like into a tiny like, sliver green that's falling again, that one's falling off into yeah. the earth too. But I feel like they could have elevated so I feel oh, like I was, the uh, first 15 uh, holes are all awesome. 18 is great. Yeah. 18's a really good hole. I think my best score was double bogey on it. And I loved it every time. I'm like, this is a great hole. And I three put a touch. Pay Mayo uh, now lives in Nova Scotia and he was just up there and he said that the the par three course is a lot of fun. Um that was yeah, that open room it's lit. Um, I think I saw. Oh, it's are they lit. Gonna, are yeah. they gonna do a third course there? I, believe. I don't know. I think I feel like that's Kaiser's mo. Like you got to get the. So I was talking to uh, I played a yacht club a week and a half ago with some buddies of mine, and they all had uh, Mammoth Dunes shirts on. 
And I'm like, oh, you obviously enjoyed your trip enough to spend a little dough. And they're like, oh, so great. We loved it. Sandbox is unbelievable. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. And I was like, I think I saw something on the Instagram. Are they building another one called like the Lido? And I'm like, yeah, it's a re- it's moose. You're going to love it. I think it's a replica. Or it's just like the favorite like green complexes of whoever's designing it. I got to do a little more research on it. But it sounds like it's going to be another 18 there. But it's not quite what like... Uh, sand valley and and mammoth dunes are it's there's something to it huh i i you're you're right though i am a sucker for replica courses though yeah i just thought that'd be an interesting venue to do so did i ever tell you guys i've told you about tour 18 where i worked but about not too far away they had a course called the colony which was replica british open or like okay of european yeah like all british like so you got uh, like 17 was the road hole and 18 was 18 at uh, St. Andrews. One's one at St. Andrews. They had the postage stamp out there. Loved that course too. I don't know if it's any good anymore too, but lots of fun out in the college. Interesting. So, you know, the more I think about it. The with, Tribute. No, it was called the Tribute was the name of the course in the colony. So the, the Tribute at the Colony? Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Apparently. Let's look the shit up. Yeah. What, what were you going to ask? So, uh, Paul, we've been lucky enough to play St. Andrews. And I, I, again, I think we tell people this, that the tee we played, I think is further back than the championship tee. Is that correct? Or am I incorrect in saying no. that? No. I thought it was like the, the championship tee is more on the fence line. And then we're like parallel with it or a little bit. You mean bit. for like number, on number one? No, 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 no. On 18. Oh. Because I'm just thinking about like, because I think 18 is only like 355, 365, somewhere in there. But if you get the right win, it's going to be fascinating for an open to finish, I mean, now with new technology where everybody hits it, right? Well, the last First, open, you guys were driving that green too. I just, yeah, I just think it's going to be awesome to see a, a hole potentially end on a drive, like a very drivable part yeah. for, for everybody. Oh, the course is so fun. So fun. Quirky as shit. But yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm just, I'm just trying to think like a walk off too. Yeah. Cause what hole did more, more cow made Eagle on what? 15 or 16. 14 or 15, maybe? I think it was when, 16. Okay. 15? That, that, I think that was the most memorable golf shot I saw during COVID. But. Uh, his, For his, sure. Morikawa was six, yeah. Um, 16. Yeah, that yeah. was pretty. During the uh, the no fan era. That was I thought that, that, that was so, so weird. And that, that course looked, was so sweet. So with, weird. With those like, trees and the... What kind of trees were those again, Paul? I asked you because... It's Blue so cypress trees? Uh, I think you're sure. right. Sure. There you go. Sure. They were, yeah, they were talking about balls getting stuck in the cypress trees. And do you remember when we, like, God, man, what a miserable fucking time it was a year and a half ago. But we were like, it might be kind of harder for these guys to play because there's going to be no spectators and fans around the greens. The balls are going to miss the greens and go bounding 30 yards away. (laughs) Have these impossible flop shots. Like, no, nothing really changed, really. Uh, there was a couple more lost balls, I think. I was going to say, I think Bryson lost the ball. No, Harris English, first tee at Wingfoot, lost his D-ball, remember? Oh, that's right. Like, not that far in the left rough, never found it. And then didn't Bryson lose one on like three at Augusta or something weird? Yeah, like five yards off the fairway. Yeah. Plugged probably. It was wet. Oh, yeah. I can't tell if this tribute at the colony still exists or not. Like, it's it's there. It says it there. But if I go to like look at the website, like it doesn't look like it's like oh, come buy a house. Like what the fuck? It's, wait, here we go. No, it is a golf. Here, let's see. You're trying to find the. Sorry, I'm. Sometimes I get drunk and I start just thinking out loud as I'm using my computer. It's like what's going on? Move my mouse to the right. Oh, sorry. Anyway, 
I loved that place. So that was sorry, totally fucking ruined whatever vibe you guys were going on. There is no vibe. We're just talking golf. We, yeah. We've already we already figured out the Zoza. Yeah, you're gonna oh, need to be a player who hits it long and hits it straight. It's it makes putts, a lot of putts. Yeah, and can and can recover well when you don't do the others. So yes, that is uh that is ideal. And then okay, so after Zozo, where do we go from here? Then they get into those few. It's like Bermuda. Okay, Bahamas. Yeah. Come on, pretty, pretty mama. The, 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 <laughs> oh, it's the Kokomo thing, twenty twenty one. The Kokomo thing after the Costa Rican Masters. Um, what is the schedule looking like? Yeah, it's just a few of those. Like it's the Punta Cana and stuff like that. Sure, coming up. It's yeah, more of the. "Quote unquote weaker field events." So we got, and then and there's hero. Oh, so we're kind of at the end. Uh, we can talk about the hero, but we'll talk about the hero coming up. Um, uh, it sounds like it's a pretty good uh, field. Oh, is it going to be? Yeah, like, like, but yeah, like Bryson's I, playing. I read like, yeah, one like, post oh, on Instagram, man. But. Yeah, it's is it still a, only twenty yeah. guys? Yeah, no, I think it's only like fifteen. I think I read. Unless they're trying to fill it. Usually, I think it's like eight. I thought today they said like fifteen. So where I was going to go, and where I want to try to end this off here is um we've got 13 days what are you guys slash your kids going as for halloween people need to start planning maybe we can give them some inspiration i think my son is gonna be luke skywalker solid and my daughter i think is going as either bell or pocahontas i'm not sure Ooh, pocahontas is unique could that get her canceled she wore a pocahontas dress to school a couple weeks ago she like has to pick her clothes in the morning or it's complete meltdown. Sure. Yeah. And that's what she picked. So okay. She's actually no, was like that, sorry, sorry. it was actually like Disney character day or something. Okay. All okay. right. All right. Okay. But she did wear her beauty dress last not in a special dress. Okay. Well, what do you gotta do, right? Uh we got we're throwing back to Elsa again. My daughter just loves it. So why not? And then uh, uh Hardman is uh Jack Skeleton. Ooh. Yeah. Love that. That's great. Um, are, do you guys dress up or do you guys just go straight legs? I think I'm going to be a uh, dinosaur of some kind. So we did the full froze last year. Were you Kristoff? No, Henry was Kristoff. I was Sven. Uh, Sven. You were Sven, weren't you? No, my I think our dog was Sven. Technically, okay, okay, that works. Um, daughter was on. My were you? Were you? Was, my wife was Wesselton? the. My wife was the snowman. Okay, Olaf. Yeah, it's Wesselton. Um, it's no, Wesselton. I was the. I was the guy. That was like not in there very that rider or somebody like one, one of the Noldra people. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You I didn't even know the guy's name. I'll have to go check the frozen wiki on that one. <laughs> no, I just said I'm like, oh, you give me the outcast guy. And it's like so then somebody like on social media was like, you know, he was actually in a really important figure because like the director's kid died or something, and that character was put in that movie after him. Like, bad. No, okay. Guess, thank, but, thanks for taking me yeah. down a notch. I'm not trying to like hurt anybody. Yeah. yeah. Um, so my son is going as Michael Myers. He's awesome. seven. Yeah. <laughs> Terrifying. That's great. Like, I don't even know how he knows who that is, <laughs> <laughs> but he's like, I want to go as him. I remember we were looking online and I went knife shopping with him. And he's like, yeah, that one, that's the bloody one. What the fuck? What am I raising here? And then my wife and daughter are both growing, going as Cruella DeVille. Okay. 
And then I just ordered a Dalmatian onesie, so I can just go around. Oh, and not, nice. So that's that's my avenue. Do you guys do? Do you guys are you guys like leave a bucket out? And maybe I'm get, jumping the gun, and this should be like next week's conversation. Do you guys leave a bucket out, or do you have somebody stay home, or how does that? No, we've been uh like bucket out until we get back, but like so with our daughter being two, it's been I. Oh. She hits like five, six, seven houses and like just does a quick loop. And then dad takes, I, I'll go out with my son and we'll hit another like 15, 20 more. But it, it's not quite, give it a couple years for us. And uh, then, you might be surprised. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, God, this year, this year, or I think it's been two years now. So trip was probably five or four when we started like closing down. The- okay. Like, you know what I mean? Like all of a sudden they hit this point where they're like, oh Yeah. I can just keep going and get more candy. Yup. I'll go as long as I don't feel weird, <laughs> you know, knocking on somebody's door with you. I was at the at the liquor store on Friday night and they had uh basically like uh fireball shots for like adult trick-or-treaters, basically like in a in a, in a like a 20 pack kind of a thing. Oh really? That, yeah, yeah. That this would be like, you know, okay, so this is for the adults at trick-or-treat kind of thing. I'm like, this seems really irresponsible, but fun, I guess, but yeah, it's just like a 20 pack of like individually packaged fireball like bottles. Like, huh, is this a, a thing? Because I've seen a million different places are like, you know, kids take two pieces of candy, adults take one beer, whatever kind of a thing. But I remember Halloween, I think it must have been like 2010. I feel like the it was that Favre Moss Patriots game was on Halloween, I want to say. And it was like the 330 game. So all these kids are trick-or-treating and like all the dads like want to be home watching the game. Sure. Where he said this basher pads with Tommy B had the full case of beer. And so dads would be out in the streets like, hey, you want a beer? And they'd come up and they'd see we have the game on and they'd like stand in the doorway and like watch <laughs> the game while their kids like went up and down the street. But yeah, we usually have the, the like usually grandparents are over and stuff because they want to see the kids. And so we sure. usually have back. We usually have back. We, same deal. We yeah. only hit our cul-de-sac pretty much with how little our kids are. My son maybe might go longer this year, but we kind of just have backup at the house to yeah, we, we, dish we, out the candy. Yeah, we, no weird, we, uh, no weird we candy slides this well. year, Moose, or no, 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 no weird COVID apparatuses. <laughs> no, you don't candy. need them. No. Looking back, like how and it was like kind of a serious deal last year. Like, oh, you have to figure out a way to, you know, how can we still have the kids touchless? Yeah, like that's crazy. I can, yeah, I mean, like I remember having the slide, which is touching things so in many, general. Like, yeah. don't touch anything. God, so weird. My slide was epic. I just wish, <laughs> like, I threw it away. I was like, never gonna need this again, but not so fast. <laughs> so, um, I want to just tell a little story real quick, and this is kind of a stupid story, but. Uh, one of my good college roommates, uh, name is Michael Wagner, used to be bartender at Northland Country Club when I was, when I was at, uh, University of Minnesota. Yeah. Uh, he, he, uh, passed away on Friday. Um, super sad. Um, sorry to hear that. Was it really sudden or was it? Yeah. I I, I don't know. It wasn't, but you know what I mean? It's kind of more, I think alcohol depression. I'm not going to speculate, but sure. Sure. You know what I mean? Too soon. Gone too soon. One of the most like charismatic people ever. I, I'm not trying to get too deep, but I just want to tell kind of a fun golf story. Because so we go play Northland all the time. We play Lesser Park up in Duluth. We're out. It's fall in Duluth, and we're playing. I don't even remember what game we're playing, but it was kind of like just like a hole by hole sort of thing. And it was like 
every hole, if you were down, it was like double or nothing. It started kind of getting up and like, I'm thinking like, oh man, this is being pretty hefty. And I think the last hole is like double or nothing. And it's like $150, which like for a college kids, like, holy fucking shit. Well, the fog had rolled in. You can't see nothing anywhere and we play the hole out it's like you hit and you go i i think it's in this kind of direction we walked out in each other direction we play it long story short i miss maybe a five foot putt for for bogey or for par i made a bogey he made a par where you couldn't even see anything so i ended up owing him like 125 he used that money to go buy a giant bong that became the household bong that we named bogey and that concludes the most recent installment of Nice Shot Pods. On behalf of Tractor, the Rhino, Paul, and myself, thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.